Welcome to the Pokes cast, Ryan Thorburn, Casper Star Tribune, uh, covering Wyoming. Joined by Robert Gagliardi, former Wyoming beat writer from the Cheyenne Eagle Tribune. Robert, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Ryan. How's it going tonight? I'm hanging in there. So uh, kind of a rough recap in terms of the uh, Cowboys game against Fresno State, 17-0. Robert, Craig Bull has an ongoing quarterback saga. It's going to be Sean Chambers or Levi Williams this weekend for homecoming. What do you make of this situation? I know you covered the first, maybe the first installment of their little competition before you uh, stepped down, or maybe you just missed it, but this is three years in a row now where uh, these guys have been competing for the job and it looked like Sean had it locked up and rolling and staying healthy. And then all of a sudden just a disastrous performance against Fresno state with a fumble right out of the gate and three picks and their first shutout since the, uh, TCU game in 2010. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the the attentions with the quarterback, and and I get it, you know, Sean Chambers certainly did struggle. But, Ryan, going back even to the last two quarters against Air Force, so what, six quarters, the Cowboys haven't scored a point. Yeah, the quarterback plays struggling. You know, it's there's no doubt. But to me, there's a lot of other issues with this offense. Uh, You know, we we hit on this a little bit last week where – Look, this offensive line is supposed to be a strength of this football team, and right now it's not. All right, they're struggling, you know, staying on block, getting the run game going. Um, you know, I know there were some drops against Fresno. I mean, look, again, I'm not saying the quarterback play's been good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sugarcoat that. But to me, this offense—it's not just a quarterback. This offense has just lost itself. It's just out of sync. It's out of whack. They're not executing very well. But as far as that goes. You know, as Craig Bull said, it was it's a, it was a competition this week. Um, said after the game, you know, something's got to change. We got to retool something. You know, they're not going to reinvent the wheel. You know, they're not going to come out with some full, some crazy offense. And in a week's time, that's just not how football works. That's certainly not how Craig Bull works. But something's got to change. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Levi Williams start. But I guess it wouldn't surprise me to see Sir Sean Chambers either. But I don't think we'll see both of them play like in a rotation. I know Craig Bull is never like that. I would really be surprised if that's what happened, but I don't know. I, I guess I maybe we'll see Levi get the start and see where it goes. And, you know, he gave him a spark in the bowl game in 2019 and, and we'll see. But to me though, Ryan, yeah, the quarterback play has to be better. No doubt about it. But this whole entire offense, I think is just it's stuck in the mud and they got to, they got to make some decisions or they got to fix some things awful fast or this season's going to spiral out of control on them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when I was covering the Broncos back in the day as a young reporter, uh, an editor said to me, when in doubt, write about the quarterback. Because, you know, with with the Broncos and other teams, that's the position that gets all the credit or the blame a lot of the times. And those guys understand that. But certainly you're right. Uh, Xavier Valade, there's not really big creases for him to run through. You know, he was held to 35 yards. Uh, the wide receivers aren't really getting much separation. Uh, I think Alex Brown had a, a drop, but that was thrown just a bit behind him. And, you know, maybe you're just trying to anticipate because there's not a lot of separation there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one area that you touched on last week that they actually had success with only two times, but Parker Christensen was open over the middle, Trayton Welch 
they did get, you know, two of their bigger plays from the fullback slash tight end uh, mm-hmm. room there. So, yeah, not a lot working uh, for the offense right now. The running game, the passing game, it's, it's kind of a mess. Uh, you know, it just seemed to me like you just can't fumble the second snap. I don't care what kind of pressure you're under. You know, the, the defense comes out and makes a three and out against a Fresno State offense that was, you know, lethal against most of the teams they mm-hmm. faced this year. And that really set the tone for the defense. We can talk about them later, but then you just give the ball to Fresno in plus territory. All 17 of their points were a result of these turnover issues that Chambers has had over the last three games. So, um, you know, the offensive line is struggling, but again, they, they didn't, you know, they can't help Chambers hang onto the ball or throw it to the right color. Right. You know, and again, I'm, it's just a lot of things. So I, I'm just not sure. Just, you know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that it was, that was so early in the game. You think, Oh, something that early, you know, doesn't decide a game and, you know, not, maybe it didn't necessarily do that, but I, like you said, Ron, it almost seemed like it set the tone and that Wyoming just couldn't get going to, you know, if they, now if he doesn't fumble, does Wyoming, you know, score enough points to win the game? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's easy to be, you know, hindsight's easy at this point, but you know, something's just got to, got to change. And, you know, we've seen Sean Chambers be pretty resilient, you know, coming back from injuries. We've seen him resilient in some, you know, rallies earlier this season from come from behind. So let's see how he rallies to this. You know, he seems like he, you know, from reading your stuff this week and even show, seeing some of the video interviews that, you know, he's taken this with a mature thing. He knows things has to be better. He sounds like he he's con- still confident in himself. You know, who knows what's really going on in his head, but, you know, I think when, especially like you said, when the, at that quarterback position in this sport, when you're struggling, that the attention's on you, right, wrong, or indifferent. So, how does Sean Chambers uh, respond to this? Does that mean you know come out and play lights out Saturday? Does he even play Saturday? Does Levi Williams get the start? What happens? Uh, you know, I'm really interested to see how Sean Chambers responds to this, 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 these recent struggles that he's had. Yeah, the cool thing is that the post-game interview, you know, obviously it's a tough interview when teams, you know, get get their head kicked in like that. But uh, being in the room now with these guys post-game, at least for home games, um, they're letting us, you know, do these interviews in person. So you can kind of get a little bit of a read more so than on Zoom. And, you know, the question, I, I'm sure Sean knew it was coming, but as soon as the word confidence was coming out of, the questionnaire's mouth, he just cut it off, not wavering, not wavering at all. You know, he's, he was pissed and that's what Mm -hmm. you want to see. And he was, you know, I asked him, are you ready to fight for your job this week? And he's like, absolutely. I love, I love to compete and let's get after it. But at the same time, and, and that's why he's been the starter. They, the whole team loves this guy's leadership and obviously his toughness Mm -hmm. coming back through the injuries, but I would be surprised if it's not Levi Williams. I mean, you you almost have to try something new. And I was talking with Jack about this the other day, but I think you can always go back to Sean and he's not going to pout about it. He's not going to, you know, get his feelings hurt about getting benched for a game or two, but see if Levi can provide a spark at least. And, And if he can't, even in this game, if for some reason you're struggling with New Mexico, uh, Sean, I think, would be more than willing to hop in there and, and try to spark it in the second half or something. But I would, 
I would try Levi Williams and see if there's any of that Arizona Bowl magic. Well, you know, and another thing with, with Levi Williams is obviously, you know, a lot of people do remember the the Arizona Bowl game, you know, and he had, you know, he did give him a spark and he made some good throws, you know, maybe lucky on a couple of throws, but nonetheless, you know, made some throws. And last year, you know, after three plays, he's, he's the starting quarterback and, you know, now his numbers weren't good and he really struggled as the season went on, but he's also hurt most of last season. He actually probably shouldn't have played the last two or three games because he couldn't even lift his shoulder to throw. I mean, so, you know, talk about toughness, you know, and I know the kid, not that I know Sean Chambers does this as well, but he's a tireless, you know, Williams is a tireless worker. You know, he works a ton, not just when he's back, you know, with off-season conditioning and camp and all that. He does a lot of work back home. Um, he's really, he really works on his craft. So if Levi Williams is the guy, I'd certainly be interested and in see if he can get back to some of that old form. But, you know, I'm, I actually wasn't able to really watch the game, but I did go back and look at some clips. But, you know, when Levi Williams came in there, what was he, one of seven, and he threw a pick too. And again, to come off the bench, that's a tough situation to go. I'm not throwing any blame on him, but, you know, you know, what were your thoughts on that in, 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 in Levi's time in there? Because certainly you look at the stat line, it's not going to jump off the page with you either. But again, coming off the bench, Cole, you know, that's, that's a tough situation. But what, what, are your, what were your thoughts on his brief, on his time in the game last week? Yeah, absolutely. I, I talked to Levi on Monday and, and I mentioned, you know, your stats didn't exactly, <laughs> you know, I think if he would have been seven for eight with a touchdown, you know, Bull probably would have announced it on Monday. We're going to see what kind of spark Levi can give us this week and give him all the reps. But, you know, like you mentioned, one for seven with a pick, you know, you just gotta, it's, it's two bad performances really. And, but Levi was in a tough situation. The game was over pretty much, you know, it was over. They weren't going right. to win when he got in there. Uh, you know, he had the nice um, comeback play to Isaiah Nayor where Nayor clearly came back to the ball and got under it. I thought it would have been, you know, a pretty deep uh, completion would have got them going. The, the officials ruled that it was incomplete. So um, that got him off to a bad start. And then he finally got them in the red zone at the end of the game. First time they've been in the red zone all year or all game. And, uh, you know, he bounces one off of Eberhardt that's intercepted. So it was just kind of a fitting way to end the game. But you're right. Yeah, you can't get too excited about Levi based on that. But at the same time, with a whole week to prepare and maybe, uh, you know, this fresh start for him after losing the job in fall camp, maybe he – can provide that spark. You know, obviously he's a really big guy, uh, six, five, you know, two thirty-five. Um, may, you know, the line blocked well last year when he was in there and really couldn't do much with his arm in the passing game. So, you know, it's the same line. I mean, can they find that chemistry and realize, you know, we got to help Levi, but I'm sure they were trying like heck to, to help Sean, but yeah, that's the whole key is, is just to, to find a chemistry between, uh, the quarterback and the offensive line and the new offensive coordinator, Tim Polisek. Uh, you know, I know he was uh, pretty distraught about uh, not only uh, the fumble to start the game coming off that delay of game at air force to start the game. Mm-hmm. But then there was another drive where, you know, chambers kind of had things going a little bit and then they call a slow developing reverse to Isaiah Neuer that is just blown up and ruins that one was just, kind of like the naked bootleg at Air Force. So they, the play calling, I mean, there's a million different things you could blame right now, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. There is some good news, and let's 
let's just switch to the good news. The good news is the defense held uh, Jake Hayner under 100 yards. If you would have told me that a week ago, I would have uh, put the mortgage on Wyoming. I mean, Fresno State's elite Mountain West level quarterback under 100 yards is impressive. And then coupled with that, New Mexico has a worse quarterback slash offense situation than Wyoming. In fact, it might be the worst in the country. So you got to figure Wyoming's defense is going to have a fun homecoming, no matter what the offense does. Well, you know, assuming that they, you know, come out and play, I mean, yeah, you know, the, you know, Wyoming's defense, you know, seven, nothing at halftime, you know, they're only down, you know, the defense has certainly held its own even last week at, at the week before at air force where, you know, 24 points, but I mean, yeah, there were some adjustments they didn't make, but this defense is still playing pretty good football. You know, I'm sure, you know, they'd like to force a couple more turnovers, you know, than they did like they did earlier in the season, but the defense is for the most part still holding its own. And if you get that type of play week in and week out from this group, which pretty much they have, except for that sec- that last part of the Northern Illinois game. And I guess, you know, the lack of adjustments against Air Force, but you get a, you get an effort like that from the defense. You got to like Wyoming's chances, or at very least, you're going to think they're going to be in some football games from here on out. Whether that's you know against New Mexico and and, and through the rest of the season. So, you, but you just hope that shows up. You know, you know, you, sometimes you know teams get in a funk, and all of a sudden, oh, the offensive starts picking up, but then the defense you know drops, drop, takes a step back. So, I think if this defense can continue to do that and maybe force a couple more turnovers, give the give the get the offense some confidence, get them in some plus territory, give them a short field, maybe get their confidence going. That would go a long way for just maybe turning this thing around. But yeah, the New Mexico thing is, you know, they were high on that Kentucky transfer quarterback coming in and early on, you know, that he was doing some good things. But then when that got hurt and, you know, they back to what their fifth string guy who was a walk on last year, but but also remember this, Ryan, you know, Wyoming had, Wyoming went, you know, New Mexico had to play other, well, their quote home games in Las Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium and Wyoming went there and had no business losing to them, but did. So, you know, you wonder if that's in the back of Wyoming's mind, it's probably in the back of New Mexico's mind because they, as much as they're struggling, they beat this team last year. So, you know, again, maybe that's just head games, semantic stuff, but I don't know. It could make for an interesting game, but if, Got to think if Wyoming's defense plays like it has, they just get just some semblance of confidence going offensively that Wyoming has, you know, Wyoming comes away with a victory. But I'll say this if, if they can't get this one, Ryan, it's going to be tough to, it's this is, then I see this team spiraling out of control the rest of the season. Well, I can tell you that the 17 16 loss to New Mexico is at the very forefront of Wyoming's players' minds. Uh, <laughs> Train Welch was asked about it and he said, you know, that they had no energy in that Las Vegas game. They couldn't create their own energy and that they're going to come out and punch New Mexico in the mouth, I think was his quote. Uh, He's like, New Mexico can have a plan, but until you get punched in the mouth, you know, that's when you're, you got to figure things out. And then Levi Williams really, you know, 2020 was a rough go all the way around. And I think that was the low point for Levi and the team because New Mexico was there for the taking. Uh, Levi got injured in that game. Gavin beer up actually came in. Right. Even, even under those circumstances, uh, beer up had a, 
like a 36 yard run, got him in position to win despite, you know, them playing at such a low embarrassing level. And then Trey Smith fumbles near the goal line and, and New Mexico comes out with a win, which ended their 14 game losing streak overall and a 20 game mountain West conference losing streak. And it was Danny Gonzalez's first win at New Mexico at right. Ball's yeah. expense. So motivation won't be a factor. Uh, and, you know, I had a chance to cover Terry Wilson when he was a, a young player. He's actually in the same recruiting class as Justin Herbert. He was actually a higher rated high school prospect than Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And we know what happened to Justin Herbert. And right. <laughs> obviously, uh, Terry transferred to Kentucky um, to try and start somewhere. He did start at Kentucky, had some success out there uh, on a good SEC team that Kentucky had a couple of years ago. And, you know, obviously they've upgraded a little bit at quarterback. So he, as a grad transfer, tried to finish it off in New Mexico. And they actually got off to a decent start uh, against a weak non-conference schedule, but now things are spiraling for them. Uh, Wilson was out last week with an injury. They sound kind of optimistic that he'll be back, um, but their freshman quarterback that started last week was, uh, I think he had 11 yards passing. They had 69 total yards of offense and a 36-7 loss to Colorado State, which is a Mountain West record for fewest yards in a conference game. I saw that. But I'll say this, and you've seen Wilson play, you know, Ryan. Look, you know, he, I know he's been hurt, but if he plays, you know, he's he's an X factor for them. You know, yeah. he he's a dual threat. You know, you know, he, I, I think he's probably a better runner than he is a thrower. But obviously, he's a dual threat that creates a lot of pro- that creates a lot of problems for for any defense. So Wyoming, I assume Wyoming is probably preparing that he will play, but you know, Wyoming better you know, better have that energy as we talked about in that loss last year down there, because if, if will, even if he doesn't, but especially if Wilson plays, if he does, Wyoming better be ready for it. Cause he, he's more than capable of, of, of carrying a team to a victory. Yeah. He's, he's quite a bit like Sean Chambers. They're both big guys, talented guys, dual threat guys, inaccurate passers. And you know, they can lead a team to win, but they can also be their own worst enemy. So, right. you know, I don't right. I don't think Wyoming's defensive line is going to be like, uh-oh, Terry Wilson's back healthy. Now, if that freshman starts again, they'll be licking their chops, certainly. But, you know, after facing Hayner, I think the defense is gaining confidence. I think they're getting uh, better here as Mountain West play gets going a little bit. Right. You know, uh, as rough as the UConn game was, it was a defensive play on the two-point conversion that kind of got them to 4-0. Um, after a bad start at Air Force, they held them to 3.3 yards per carry for the game. Uh, and I think you could argue that Air Force and Fresno State are two of the better offenses they're going to see all season. So uh, this is, in the argument, probably the worst offense they're going to see. So. Uh, I think this is a huge game for the defense, a huge opportunity maybe to to flip the tables from last week and pitch a shutout. Yeah, and, you know, just a huge game. I mean, they just need to win. You know, obviously, pure fans would like to see, you know, perfect play calling because every fan's a play caller. You know, every fan's an offensive coordinator, so they know every play they should they, that should be called. But, uh, you know, they like to see a 40 to nothing shutout, and that'd be great. But this team just needs a win, Ryan, even if they – 
even at seven to six for that matter, this this team needs a win that gets you to five. You're one win away from bowl eligibility. You know the the really the a lot of the te- you know the you know some some challenging games. You know the border war will be coming up. They got to go to San Jose, which I know is down, but that's that's on the road. You know you got border war coming up. You got Boise and Utah State on the road. I mean they got some they got some games. You know every game is important. Every game no game is easy, but this is it's about as must win as you get, and you know get some confidence back. But they need a win, whether it's resounding, dominant. Or it's by the skin or the teeth. They just got to find a way to win this football game. Yeah, I think we'll talk about the Mountain West picks coming up, but I think Wyoming is a twenty-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-one. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that means, uh, and what based on what we saw last week, how is Wyoming going to score thirty points and and you know win thirty-one to ten and cover? You know what I mean? It's like right. And that's a low over under, but it might be a little high for uh, this these two offenses right now. Yeah, you know, I saw that for a team that hasn't scored a point in in six quarters. That's a twenty point favorite. Uh, yeah, that that just kind of blew my mind. And I don't know if we're going to get to the picks yet, but yeah, that's well. Yeah, that has Chad Muma fumble recovery for a touchdown or something to to get to those numbers. Right. They're going to need something, you know, maybe a special teams play, maybe a return of some sort. But, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if, if this offense scored 20 points on Saturday, Ryan, I'd probably be a little more encouraged. But we'll see. We'll, we'll get to those picks in a little bit. But, yeah, I, that was the first thing. And I'm like, wow, obviously Vegas hasn't seen Wyoming play the last couple of weeks because, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, I mean, they've only scored 22, you know, what? What they had 24 against UConn was in, in their win and what 14 points in two games, no points in six quarters. Boy, 20 point favorite is, is, is asking a lot. They must, or they must really think New Mexico is just garbage. <laughs> of course, New Mexico, you know, I mentioned they lost 36, seven to Colorado state. Their touchdown was on a punt return for the touchdown. So they didn't have an offensive touchdown last week. And then the week before they lost at San Diego state, and had seven points, and that was on a defensive touchdown. So New Mexico hasn't scored in three weeks on offense. Wyoming's got six quarters. This is a, a heck of a homecoming game, Robert. Yeah, something has to give, right? I mean, something has to give. So, yeah, homecoming. Uh, I don't know about you. You've, you know, you've covered a lot of these homecoming games, and I know it's a big game for, you know, it's homecoming. People, you know, alumni come back, and there's this and there's all kinds of, you know, the parade downtown and all that. But honestly, Ryan, I you know I don't know if you talked to any any guys about it this week, but for 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 the football players in that play in these games, this is just another game. You know, oh, I, they, I, I don't even know if some of them even realize it is homecoming. It's not like anything special for them. I mean, hopefully, like they may have some family coming in or something. But you know, I know a lot of people, fans, and everything make a big deal of homecoming. But for these guys, again, I I wouldn't be surprised if half the roster doesn't even know it's homecoming. No, they have no idea. They're not. Uh... They're not having uh, double beam and cokes with their buddies on Friday night like it's 1995 or something. <laughs> That's what the fans are doing. So yeah, it's for the fans, and and uh, ideally you want to win on homecoming so everyone has a good time and wants to come back the next year. You know, a lot of homecoming fans are the ones that come once a year, mm-hmm. not the diehard fans. So um, I think New Mexico is a pretty good opponent for that. Uh, before we get into uh, the football picks, let's talk a little uh, Mountain West hoops. Um, 
The Mountain West Virtual Media Day wrapped up today. Uh, the Cowboys are picked tied for eighth place with New Mexico, who has Richard Patino, a new coach, and really nothing back from last year. Whereas Jeff Lender has a pretty good core group of players that gained a lot of experience last year. You know, I asked Linder on the, the media call if he was, you know, how he felt about that. And obviously he's like, oh, we don't care what the media says and all that. Right. But what do we at know? The, at the same point, he did say, you know, basically he said without saying that we're not the eighth place team or ninth place team. You know, we had San Diego State on the ropes at the Mountain West Tournament. We swept Nevada. They're picked those two are picked second and third, respectively. And, and one of the border war games last year with Colorado State was a, you know, a one-basket game. So they feel like they can compete with anyone. And uh, um, I think that's more of uh, – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to crap on my media colleagues, but you don't have time to re- – a lot of us don't have time to research all 11 teams – I do because I write a Mount West preview for Lindy's magazine, but not everyone. And so you see the headline that Marcus Williams transfers to Texas A&M and, and this and that, and, you know, you just might think, okay, Wyoming's going to take a step back. Um, but what do you think just about, you know, the media poll, if at all? Well, I thought that was maybe Wyoming was a little low there, um, but you know, you know how those are, you know, a lot of it's based on what's coming back, you know, and, you know, some of its reputation, you know, with, uh, you know, the Nevadas, the San Diego States. I mean, I thought Colorado State was deservingly should be the top team based on what they did last year and what they have coming back. I thought that was thought that, that, that was actually pretty spot on. But, you know, but you look at, you know, teams that were, you know, above them, you know, Fresno State was up and down, although Fresno State could be a sleeper in this league with Orlando Robinson and some of the guys they have. You know, you know, UNLV is always kind of an enigma in this league because, there's always talent there. Now they got a new coach and Lon Kruger's son, Kevin. And, you know, he sounds like he's recruited well, but can he, can he, you know, again, talent's never been the issue in Vegas for the most part. It's coaching it. And can Kevin, can, can, can he do that? You know, um, you know, I thought Wyoming would probably be in that sixth place range in the preseason poll. I guess if I had to do it, you know, they do return a lot. They certainly showed a lot. But I think Jeff Lunder even said it today during his time on the on the on the virtual media days. Now we gotta we gotta prove we're a program that can take another step forward. You know, it's I think they have. I think I would agree with him. They've come a long way in a short period of time. But you know, they're certainly not a finished product. So where do they where does it go from here? You know, does the JC transfer point guard from college? You know, from Idaho, does he you know step in for Williams? And does that is that a smooth transition? Do the guys that come back? you know, continue to make progress and not, you know, not, you know, take a step back, so to speak. Do they stay healthy? You know, you know, I really love what Graham Ike did late in the season as a big, he could, he could be one of the better big men in this league, but does he take that next step? You know, I like the trajectory it's going, but until we start seeing some games and seeing them out there, you don't know. So, and you know, Ryan, you've been around long enough. Usually when it's, even when Wyoming's good, chances are that, you know, you know, but lack of respect just usually doesn't come. So if this lights a little fuel under their, under you know, form, great. But I thought maybe sixth or seventh, tie for eighth, I would agree. I think they're better than that. But I think Jeff Lender said it best. He goes, I think we're capable of beating any team in this league on any given night. But if we don't bring it, 
we're also capable of losing to any team in this league on any given night. And I honestly think that's where Wyoming is. You know, I think teams like CSU and Nevada, San Diego State, you know, they could still have to bring it, but maybe not to as much as a Wyoming would have to at this point. But um, I would be surprised if Wyoming doesn't finish higher in March if they're not higher than a tie for eighth in the Mountain West Conference. Well, great minds think alike, Robert. I'll read off how I voted just uh, so our podcast listeners can get that information and uh, criticize me or agree with me. I had San Diego State one. Um, they just seem to do it every year. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado State is the best team, but I voted them two. I want to see them finish the job, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Nevada three, and I think all three of those, I mean, Nevada has Shurfield back. They're just loaded with scoring. Nevada, Colorado State, and San Diego State, in my mind, are NCAA tournament teams. I think this is going to be a really good year for the Mountain West in that respect. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's another tier below those three. I think those three are clearly above the rest. Um, but I had Boise State four, Fresno State five, and Wyoming six. And I think that's the next tier. I think those three teams could finish four five or six in any order. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Orlando Robinson. He's a really good player an NBA prospect. You know, Wyoming has Graham E.K. and Ducell and Hunter Maldonado and Hunter Thompson. They have a good core. Um, they're going to need to take the next step defensively and they could be in there. And Boise State, I had them winning it last year and they kind of choked. They were pretty loaded. Now they lose a couple guys, but they have most of their core back. So right. Maybe with maybe with the pressure off a little bit, you know, they thought they were going to win the Mountain West last year and go to the NCAA tournament. It didn't happen. Maybe with the pressure off, they can have a surprisingly good season. But I don't know how these guys are voting Utah State ahead of Wyoming. They lost their coach. They lost uh, Namus Kieta or however you say that. The guy was just a terror on the Mountain West for three years. He's gone. Um, they're going to take a giant step back, I, in my opinion, Utah State. They'll still have a good home court advantage, but they're not going to contend for the Mountain West or win the Mountain West tournament. Um, I don't think after doing that for the last three years, New Mexico is totally rebuilding under Patino who was fired from Minnesota. I think he'll do some good things at the pit. I think he can bring some magic back, but it's not going to be this year. And then I had uh, UNLV nine, same thing. Same, they're in the same boat as as New Mexico, San Jose, San Jose state 10, usually they're 11. I had a 10, um, you know, uh, they have Colorado state's former coach, uh, Tim, Tim miles, Tim miles. I can't believe Tim miles didn't wait out one more year and get a better job than San Jose state. So. He could have waited 10 more minutes and got a better job yeah. than San Jose state, but I mean, and then I, the player that he brought in is was ruled ineligible. He can't even play. So, I think Tim Miles will – if anyone can turn San Jose State around, it's certainly Tim Miles, and I have no doubt that he probably – that he will. But, uh, yeah, Tim, you know, I like Tim. I, you know, I enjoyed covering him. I, You know, he must really wanted to get back into coaching, you know, because no disrespect. They, they got a lot of work to do at San Jose State, and, you know, if – you know, well – you know, it can only go in nowhere but up, I guess. And there's probably not a whole lot of expectations and probably not a whole lot of pressure on him. But, man, um, he's got his work cut out for him there. Yeah, and then I had Joe Scott in Air Force last. I was not impressed with 
his returned Air Force. Uh, you know, he had it going there. Uh, you know, that first stint, they mm-hmm. made it. I covered their NCAA tournament game at the Pepsi Center against North Carolina. I mean, what a scene. And uh, I just think it's hard to get that magic back. He had a special group of guys. I'm not saying he can't do it, but he's not there yet in year two. And last year was a lost year with COVID for those guys. Um, so that's kind of my pecking order. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season in Wyoming. I think they're in the place where CSU was maybe a year and a half or two years ago where they have these young core guys, mm-hmm. if they keep them together. Obviously it would have been nice to keep Marcus Williams as part of that, but if they keep it together. If, if Ding Ding is, uh, you know, he's a six, four first team junior college, all American point guard. If he can fill that role, uh, if Noah Reynolds can help fill that role, I know Mal- Maldonado is going to play point forward a lot, but if they can keep the young group together for a couple of years, I think, you know, Graham E.K. could be uh, every bit the the stud that David Roddy is for, for Colorado State or that, you know, some of these San Diego State players, player of the year guys have been in the last few years. So um, I think in a couple of years, you're looking at a, at a really um, a great thing under Linder where they get back, get back to the NCAA tournament. So um, it's going to be a fun year at the AA. I think we, we touched on the Cowgirls uh, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. You know, they obviously return with 10 players from the Mountain West Tournament uh, championship team. So um, hopefully the double A will be rocking again, Rob. Well, and speaking kind of pick low, I was surprised. they. I mean, didn't expect the Cowgirls to, to be picked to win the league. I'm surprised they have them sixth. I mean, that's that seems awful low to me for a team that you just mentioned that, you know, doesn't return everybody, but returns a lot of, a lot of pretty good players. I'm, I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, and Quinn Weideman should be preseason all Mountain West. I mean, that's the biggest slight. You know, right. Not to mention, not the, to mention the fact that I think six other teams got first place votes, but the team that won the and in and right now in Mountain West women's basketball, all that matters is Las Vegas. Because they're yeah. not getting at large teams in the No, season. unfortunately, the Mountain West is still a one bid league and, and probably will be for a while, unfortunately. I mean, there's, there's good basketball here. Ryan, you've you've been around. You covered the Pac-12. It's this isn't a multiple bid league. It wasn't that long ago where it was, but it's it's got a long ways to go to to be a multiple multiple bid league again. Yeah, but my point is, all that matters is the four nights in Vegas. If you're interested in being in the NCAA tournament, right. and the team that got it done and has virtually everyone back, including the tournament MVP Quinn Weideman, who was also all Mountain West defensive team last year. I mean, I thought she might be preseason player of the year and she wasn't even on the first team. So yeah. uh, pretty amazing. So I just want to see the double-A rocking again. You know, I haven't been to the double-A for a long time. Uh, I covered a, a couple Colorado games there where um, Shiat's teams upset really good Tad Boyle teams. And, uh, you know, it'd be great to see that place rocking again because it's, it's a great environment and, there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Wyoming fan for a change. Yeah. I think basketball will be fun. Uh, you're right. It'd be nice to see people back in the double a and you've been in it, you know, when it's packed, it's loud, but even when it's, you just even get it half packed, it can, it, it can get loud. And it'd be nice to see that place going again. And, you know, I know they're putting a lot, I know, you know, coach Madison with the women, you know, coach Linder with the men, they're doing some really good things and hopefully they're, you know, 
they, they get some results, not not you know in the win column, and get some fans in the in the stands as well. All right, Robert. Well, let's get to these picks, shall we? Well, first, let's recap. You know, I know I didn't go over this. That's this right. Time. You're on a hot streak, my friend. I uh, added it up. Let me find it here. Um, let's see. You were zero and four the first week, and now I have you at three and six. So you went three and two last week. By my hey, that's that's breaking even slash winning a little bit of money, and it's better than an offer. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that every time. And I was two and two. Now I'm four and five. So I was uh, two and three. So yeah, you had, uh, I believe you had Fresno state and I had some other team. So that was, that was the <laughs> difference there. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, you know, by the time you guys are listening to this, this game will be over, but we're taping on Thursday night and it hasn't quite kicked off yet. Uh, San Jose state which is Wyoming's next opponent is at UNLV winless UNLV. And uh, let me see what the spread is here. Uh, I thought I saw four that uh, San Jose was favored by four and one that I, the one that I did see earlier. Okay. It's up to minus six right now. Oh, minus six. So, uh, People are the sharps in in Vegas where this game will be played must be liking the Spartans. Who do you like, Robert? Well, I know I went with UNLV and and, and the points at home against Utah State, and they almost pulled it off. And I again, you know, San Jose's just they've taken a couple steps back, but they're you know they played San Diego State really well, especially defensively. I think UNLV. I you know I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to take UNLV in the points. I think UNLV's getting closer and closer. I don't know if I'm ready to pick an outright winner in UNLV. But if you're giving me six with the Rebels at home, of you know, for all 50 people to watch them, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take UNLV in the points. I am in agreement with you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Marcus Arroyo. They've been competitive recently. Uh, he hasn't got that first win, but they have that uh, touchdown slot machine now, Robert. I think they're gonna ring it up a couple times and maybe get their first win. But I, I say they cover. There's there's something wrong with San Jose State. I don't know if it's just that Starkle has been out or what. Um, I'm not sure what his status is right now. I guess we'll find out tonight. You know, Wyoming's luck, he'll probably come back for that game, and they'll have an extra couple days to get ready for it. But I'll go UNLV. Uh, Friday night, Colorado State still leading the Mountain Division, 2-0 in conference at Utah State. And believe it or not, on the road, Colorado State is a three-point favorite. Who you like? Well, I, I like the Rams in this one. You know, I know, you know, look, you know, Mexico's really struggling, but the Rams seem to, you know, have got a few things figured out a little bit. Now, they're not beating the best in the Mountain West yet, and, and Utah State's not one of the best, but it's certainly a step up. But, you know, I hate to take a road team on, the, you know, a road favorite is always dangerous, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Rams. They're, 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 they're playing pretty good football. Defense is playing very well. They're doing enough on offense. Uh, I think they go up to Logan and I think they cover. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really good game. Utah state sputtered a bit at UNLV, but found a way to win in the closing seconds there on the road. So they're coming back home. Um, if it was Utah State minus three, I think I'd take Colorado State, but I think this is going to be really close. So I will, I'll take Utah State and and get those points. Um, 
I think uh, we have a couple games of the week that I want to save. So let's skip ahead to the late, late night game Saturday night at 10 Mountain Time, New Mexico State at Hawaii. These two teams have already played in Hawaii, one in Las Cruces. And uh, I don't see a line on that one. Let's. I think the one I saw early in the week was Hawaii by 18. Okay, Hawaii by 18. Who you want on that one? We don't need to talk much about I'll it. I'll just take Hawaii. I think New Mexico State just feel bad for them. You know, they have to play a Mountain West team twice. They don't know where they're – I don't know. I just feel bad for them. But Hawaii is just going to just take them to the woodshed. I'm going to take Hawaii in the points. I agree. Hawaii rolls. I feel bad for New Mexico State. Now I feel bad for UTEP with what's going on with uh, Conference USA getting raided by the American – uh, I wish UTEP brought more to the table because I'd like to see them back in the Mountain West and, and the Mountain West to get into Texas. But that's a discussion for another day. Um, Nevada, 2-0 in the Mountain West at Fresno State, 2-1 in the Mountain West. Fresno State is a three-and-a-half point favorite at Bulldog Stadium. What do you think about this one? This is going to be a good one. Yeah, that's you're right. Game of the week, maybe game of the year to this point, but Look, Nevada's, you know, kind of on a mission, and they they control its destiny in the, in that West Division. I'm going to take Nevada in the points, you know, um, or at least to cover because, you know, they just find ways. Carson Strong is the elite quarterback. You know, I'm sure Hayner bounces back, but I'm going to take Nevada here. You know, it's they're the ones undefeated in the league so far, so I'm, I'm going to take Nevada on the road, at least to cover. But you give me those points for Nevada, I'm taking them. Yeah, Carson Strong is – probably the best player in the mountain West this year, but, and it's hard to get a gauge on Hayner after seeing him in person and Wyoming kind of shutting him down. But, you know, I did watch the end of that UCLA game and, and he has his moments of just spectacular play. I think Fresno state's fans are probably starting to get a little bit excited. I think they'll probably have a good crowd. So I will take Fresno state uh, to hand Nevada their first conference loss and just let's get this thing jumbled. Uh, the other game of the week, uh, this is probably the game of the week, actually, and, and it's one that Wyoming fans are probably more interested in. Number 22, San Diego State at Air Force. Uh, full disclosure, I actually voted Air Force into the top my top 25 ballot, um, and Air Force is a three-point favorite over undefeated Aztecs, who you got at Falcon Stadium. Well, it's on the road, you know, it's, you know, you saw, you know, playing at the academy and winning there's not easy, but I know San Diego State's making a quarterback change. That'll be interesting, but the Aztecs are the Aztecs. They're going to, you know, they're going to run the ball. Maybe this quarterback change, I'm going to take the Aztecs and the points. If you're giving, you know, give me the Aztecs and the points because, you know, San Diego State finds ways to win this and they're, they're built to travel with that running game and stuff. So, you know, um, give me the Aztecs and the points. I think I'll take Air Force. This might be a season of destiny for Troy Calhoun. Mr. Howdy Doody is getting it done. I will take them to hand San Diego State their first loss of the year and cover the three. Um, Okay, Robert. uh, As we mentioned, Wyoming is a 20-point favorite over New Mexico. The over-under is 41. Woo! I guess I'll start with this one. Um, I'm going to take New Mexico. I mean, is Wyoming going to score 20 points? I think they probably will, but not much more than that. I'll take New Mexico to cover. 
I think Wyoming wins. I don't know if the quarterback will get a lot of confidence out of this game or not, but they're going to win. So at least headed to San Jose State, they'll have that feeling again. But I'll take New Mexico to cover. That was my gut instinct when I first saw the line, and I'm going to stick with it. But even but after talking to you during this podcast, I'm like, oh, maybe Wyoming, you know, quarterback change. Maybe they just maybe they get it figured out and they and they and they get their confidence back. But I I just I'm not sure if they can get enough to score that many points. I agree. I think Wyoming wins this. Remember, Rocky Long's still the defensive coordinator at New Mexico, and he'll you know he'll find a way to to slow Wyoming down enough. Not that they need any help with that at this point, you know, but. I think Wyoming wins, but you give me 20 points for a team that hasn't scored it in, you know, in six quarters. Yeah. You know, Wyoming wins, but New Mexico covers. Yeah. That's my thinking. I think, you know, Rocky Long is still a great defensive mind and he has a, he had a three and one record against bull when he was at San Diego state. And obviously last year they upset Craig bulls Cowboys. So I can tell you this for, this is in my mind is based on Terry Wilson coming back and playing. If he doesn't play, we're both going to, we're both going to regret that pick and Wyoming's going to roll, but uh, I'm just assuming Terry Wilson uh, will show up ready to go. So, all right, Robert, uh, it's uh, been a, a great time hanging out with you these last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe someday we'll talk about a win maybe next week. So uh, thanks my friend and look forward to seeing you soon. Well, I hope so. Let's just say this is our third week of the podcast. Wyoming's all in two during the first time. So just saying, you know, you think it's us? Have, have we have we caused this this swoon with the Cowboys here? If they if they drop to New Mexico, we may have to have some talks about if we need to if we should be continuing this. This thing will be canceled if they lose to New Mexico. <laughs> I will it will personal I will personally cancel it just so uh, just to see if that if that was the cause. So thanks, Robert. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. See you, Ryan.